people of the world, welcome to What the Fun Cast, episode 109. I can't believe it's been so many already. Today is March 16th, a Tuesday night. Uh, we are we have sprung forward, so we have lost an hour of sleep. Uh, this is day day two, no day three, day three of losing an hour of sleep. How do you feel, Ahmed? Um, not great. <laughs> I mean, I feel fine. I'm not like sick or anything, but like he leans forward and he's like, "If we're being honest, not great." Every time I wake up, I'm like, "Hmm, it's not really ten o'clock. It's only nine. <laughs> like, I don't except know. your responsibilities have started for ten o'clock, not yeah, nine. Whatever, so. it's fine. Everything's fine." get my work done it's all good um when you say everything's fine like that you are the dog in the burning house no there's nothing on fire thankfully if there's something on fire I'd, I'd i'd be honest but nothing's on fire everything's good um i just want to sleep that's really all it is <laughs> i i agree with that yeah so we uh did i say it was march 16th if, if you didn't know it was march 16th it is march 16th. uh yeah no i don't know if i i usually get, put that in the little jingle there but ah. um yeah, we had our, our floors done this weekend, so it was just, like, nonstop commercial-free banging. <laughs> like, when you're like, oh, they're doing construction upstairs? That's literally what it was. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, mm, a saw? Okay. When they were pulling up the rug and the and the floor in the kitchen, oh, my God. It literally sounded like they were bringing the house down. <laughs> it was like the, ho- like the floor was, like, shaking. I'm like, okay, we need to chill. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so there was no rest this weekend. Oh it was just nonstop. And it turned into a two-day job. It was just the floors look beautiful. But the journey to get there, painful. You guys really went through like basically the exact same things that I've been going through. Like for a while, you had no heat, and you had to suffer with that. And then the construction happened. Literally, and I'm like, wow, uh, you know, whatever. And I'm like yelling at you to complain to your super. Meanwhile, we are the super, so <laughs> nothing can be uh, done. Yeah, the uh. fir- that was like that was truly the like. Uh, yeah. So for those who didn't know, our furnace went out from like last. I don't even know all the weekends bun together at this point. Last Saturday, so not this past Saturday, the previous Saturday, like Saturday night, all of a sudden it's like, hmm, there's cold air coming out of the vents. What's happening? And oh it was God. super freaking cold. And uh, yeah, we didn't know what was wrong, so we turned off the thermostat so it wouldn't keep blowing out cold air. And to make a long story short, by Tuesday morning we finally got it fixed. It was like a a high limit switch. For those of you that uh, are, um, you know, furnace connoisseurs, not I. Uh, so whatever that is, the, the high limit switch was broken, and uh, it was a lot of angry phone calls to the company that was servicing our, our furnace. So, because you know, I, I don't know. I guess people suffering in the cold isn't isn't good enough for them to move a little faster. So, and I know they've got other stuff, but and it was anyway, a cold weekend I, too. That was before the warm weather. It was. You guys were living like Tuesdays in your house. Literally, it was fifty-one in our house at one point. Yikes. Um, yeah, so it was, it, was, it was pretty rough. I mean, at night, like, in bed it was fine because we just piled up a bunch of blankets. But, like, walking around, mm-hmm. it's only so comfortable walking around in, like, three layers for so long. Yes. Like, I busted out the long johns from Norway. That's how cold I was. <laughs> oh, my God. So, which, those are so warm. Oh, my God. They are so warm. Best Amazon purchase I've ever made. Ridiculous. I don't think I bought long year. johns. I think I only just bought the big jacket, and that was enough for me. But yeah, I should have. It's fine. Yeah, I think the long johns are definitely a solid pur- pur- purchase. Solid purpose. <laughs> solid purchase and have a solid purpose. They do. They do indeed. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that everything's that everything's back to normal. It seems floors are done. We got heat now. Everything's great. By the time the furnace was fixed, it was 70 degrees outside. So I was like, wonderful. This is perfect timing. Thank you. <laughs> We've suffered through the cold, and oh now God. it's time to bask in the warmth. It's cold this week again. So 
who knows it is what is going on with know. the wind and oh i'm over know. it i like literally last week i was like oh finally serotonin i can go for runs out in the sun get some vitamin he d said the serotonin and then <laughs> it was it all just it was so bad it was a false spring i knew it was a false spring i knew it wouldn't last but it's still it quite literally blew away literally blew away i think next week should be warmer again if you're in the northeast or honestly uh, honestly <laughs> honestly the entire like north eastern half of the united states so not even just like new england but like even the midwest and like the coastal atlantic basically anywhere but the southwest is going to be above average temperatures according to some like climate forecast that i read on twitter because i'm a nerd about meteorology but anyways um, nerd should be warmer next week if you're if you're struggling like we are not too bad but you know it was like 20 degrees last night i cannot wait i cannot wait for it to get warm again I'm so tired yes. of the cold. Like, please just go away. Like, it's bad I hate sweating, I'm but I'm here for it. Right? No. Like, I don't like sweating, but at the same time, I could use some sunlight in my life. I could see the sun once or twice and not, you know, loose feeling in my nose while doing it. <sighs> Anyways. I 100% agree. This is what you come here, folks. You come here to hear the trash content that is the weather forecast. The weather forecast. What have you been doing with your past week? Besides freezing and, um, and banging with the floors. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, there was so, it's funny because this weekend I was like, oh, I'm going to play games and play games and play games because we were literally confined like to the upstairs because they had all their stuff out downstairs and they were cutting wood and all sorts of stuff. So we were like, you know, we're just going to hang out upstairs and stay out of their way. And I'm like, I'm going to play so many video games, but instead me being the person I am, I was just on edge the whole time because... You know, whatever. Not to bore everybody to death, but we needed an additional layer of plywood. We, there's all this extra stuff they kept calling us down for. So, um, to do with the floors and what they were finding and all that stuff. So, I was just, like, perpetually on edge uh, the entire time they were here. Like, waiting for it to be done. Waiting for the other shoe to drop. And then rushing around. It's just... Whatever. So, I didn't play much of anything. I played a little bit of Tetris um, during... Well, over the weekends. Just a little bit, just to try to ease my mind. Uh, I actually did... I did play a lot of Overwatch, actually. Because you and I played some and then i played some on my own and i don't know it was just i don't know overwatch is like still my go-to to pick up and play and relieve some stress and move on yes. um but we uh, we did our first unboxing stream on tuesday so that was kind of cool uh last tuesday we could go from today uh and then played valheim so the unboxing that we did was um i think we talked some time ago maybe i mentioned it on the podcast i can't remember uh, i think i did but Logan and I bought uh, Limited Run Games blind boxes. So they are every every uh, January 1st, Limited Run Games has like a big blowout sale. And they sell off like a bunch of extra stock that they have in like mystery boxes. So I was telling Logan, like, that'd be pretty cool. We should stream like what we get because, you know, I don't know. We've never done them before. So Logan ordered 10 and I ordered 5. And they're just like random Switch games that Limited Run Games has released. And there's like a pool and like like a – not a pool – like uh, an, like a big list of all the games that you could get, and then there are different rarity levels based on like the percentages of how often they'll appear and stuff like that. So you kind of know what you're getting into. So there's a lot of good games. There's a couple stinkers as well that didn't sell well, and like they probably couldn't get rid of all of them. So um, either way, we ended up streaming that on on Tuesday before uh, Ahmed and I streamed Valheim, and that was a lot of fun. And hopefully, I, I don't know. Hopefully, people enjoyed it. Um, I got a kick out of it because it was fun to watch. Uh, it was fun to do and, and actually unbox them, and it was fun to talk about them. And kind of, it's kind of a different segment of 
like the collector realm like a lot of people know about switch and switch games but not a lot of people understand like the limited run aspects that have become super popular over the past uh i don't know we'll say year or two um however long they've been around at this point limited run games have been around for a while but they only started doing switch releases um i guess somewhat recently not not too recently i think it's got to be three or maybe four years three years i don't know i'll look it up but either way so we did that and um we both got pretty good sets of games and i'd, I'd say that like each of them was thirty dollars because that's the lowest possible price of the game that it could be so of the thirty dollars each that we spent we probably got games that were more or less worth like double the money so that was pretty cool um and Thanks. yeah so we did that we played valheim uh valheim was i don't know it was not good uh, I mean, it was. It's good. It's just not for us. Is what we concluded. I think. Yes. Uh, we don't have the time to put into it. So. Yeah. Someone um, I saw this morning built like a recreation of the Eiffel Tower in Valheim. It's ridiculous. Like, it's just totally ridiculous. Yeah. It's basically it's it's Minecraft but set in the Viking world. Like that's really. I feel like it's so is. much harder than Minecraft though. Like it probably is. And I haven't even. I mean, it's I like a completely different Minecraft concept. That much. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I hear, I hear that. Yeah, I don't know. It's it was it was something cool to try. It was fun to see what the what all the hype was about. But at the same time, it was just like I don't know. I I got kind of frustrated with it because it's it's also like clunky ish. Like it's very clunky in just the gameplay. Yeah, like it wasn't. It's super very smooth. it's very early access, um, and that is apparent because there's no story or anything. Like there's these five bosses that you have to summon on your own. And once you summon them, you beat them, and then that's really it. Like, that's all the content that there is besides, like, you know, gathering stuff, hunting, whatever, building your own settlement. Um, that's, like, really the appeal of it, I guess, is... I don't think anyone's really necessarily playing it to kill the bosses. I'm sure some people are, like, speedrunning and stuff like that. Um, but it seems most people are playing to, like, you know, build these crazy big settlements and whatnot and see what they can, right. what they can build, which is... Cool, good for them. I'm glad you guys have the time because I don't. This man. So after we streamed, actually, I was like, let me see what like people are actually doing with this game because we paid for like two hours and we're like, all right, whatever. And this man, I sent you the link. He started streaming like a few hours before I sent you that link. Went to sleep, woke up. He was still streaming. I checked again that night. He was still streaming the same stream. He never stopped. It was a 27 hour stream. 27. I know. Over That's 24 ridiculous. hours straight. Like I. I, I looked at it when I woke up, and I sent it back to you, and I'm like, oh, this guy's still streaming or whatever, and that was like five or six hours later. Yes. So it was, yeah, I like, I just don't know, Ahmed. I mean, maybe we're doing something wrong. Maybe we should be playing these uh, ridiculous, you know, mind-numbing games and building Eiffel Towers and stuff, but I, I don't know. I just... 27 hours on stream? After three hours streaming, I'm like, oof, we've been going for a while. <laughs> like, Yeah, I mean, like, on Thursdays when I stream, I usually stream for, like, over two hours at this point I usually stream like three hours and even then it's like i could probably still go for a little bit longer but i can't imagine going longer than like four hours like it's yeah i mean i imagine just, that man has is making significant money on twitch right like, right and that's probably a full-time job yeah so that's absolutely there's no way up, he has another job with that there's literally yeah. no possible if you way. wake up well he could take like two days off and just stream for like 27 hours when does he sleep 27 hours that he was standing in front of his computer at a standing desk <laughs> like that is oh, was standing he was standing I, mean, I didn't catch that he i like from the part when i was watching he was standing i don't know if he maybe sat down eventually it was a 27 hour stream i haven't watched the whole thing yeah for 27 hours shocked. i mean i wonder if he went to like the bathroom at all i would hope so i just i'm shook by that like that's insane to me that's a feat but that's what we're doing wrong we're not we're not streaming enough apparently I guess so. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. It's uh, yeah. I 
I don't know. I don't know. It is what it is. So it's it is it's it is. interesting. It, Valheim is an interesting game. It's not for us. Uh, what else did I play? I played Super Mario Sunshine for a little bit on stream. Uh, you helped me through how bad I was at it. I think in that same <laughs> stream, I'm mixing up a couple streams in my head, but I also streamed um, Until a Goose Game, and I beat the little bit that I had left of it. So that was cool. I don't think oh, we yeah. talked about that because we didn't uh, stream, we didn't uh, podcast last week. Yes. Or this, yeah, last week. My brain is like, blah. blah, blah. Um, <laughs> I think I also got first place on Tetris 99 during that stream. That Maybe? was two Thursdays ago, I think. I don't remember. I think it was two Thursdays ago. Um, and then I also played Cuphead for a little bit on stream and realized how ridiculously bad I am. <laughs> uh, shout out to Tati and Carla for walking me through how to play the damn game because I haven't played it so long. They're like, oh, here's how you parry. And I'm like, no, 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 you're absolutely wrong. And then I finally kind of got it. <laughs> Not really, but. Um, oh and uh, so then this past stream on Thursday and then again on Saturday, yeah, I, I actually went through and, and did some Pokemon card uh, unwrappings or rippings, whatever you want to call them. And I think I talked a little bit about it last week, but either way, that was a lot of fun. And like I mentioned on stream, like it is a huge money sink because Pokemon cards aren't cheap and they're freaking impossible to find. So I got my hands on a good amount of them, enough that I could stream Thursday and Saturday. And like the other streams that I've watched, like they open a lot of Pokemon cards. And I'm like, okay. Like that's a lot of money. I don't know how you do that. So it's because they're, I went through, like, my- they're using the money that they're making from streaming. <laughs> just this endless honestly cycle. that's probably that's probably true that's what it is. uh well it's not probably it is true so yeah it's uh it's pretty crazy and so i ripped through all my cards that i bought and i actually got a lot of good cards and then on a saturday night like the last of the six tins that i managed to get from from uh, not costco target like it was like the worst one i've ever opened of all the six so that was kind of funny uh funny and sad also at the same time so um but yeah so we got lots of ball guys and it was good it was fun hopefully everyone enjoyed it and um if you know i don't know i'll probably still keep doing them because i've kind of got the bug a little bit um in getting some of the cards like some of the rare cards i guess and i've pulled some of them so uh, it's fun. I forgot how much fun it was to rip open Pokemon cards and then like watching the other streamers where they like show the cards mad slow and like build up all this excitement. I'm like, I'm excited. And then as I'm streaming, I'm like, I'm still excited. So hopefully everybody <laughs> else is excited. So it's, it is. Uh, it you was never a good know time. what you're going to get. I know. It's gambling. It's 100% gambling. Let's make sure that's very clear. Uh, but <laughs> it's fun gambling. Yes. And at least I get something. It's not like I've lost everything. At least I get cardboard in return. So. <laughs> At least they um, get cardboard. Some of it's shiny. That's really important. Right, and some some of it's shiny. <laughs> uh, so I have definitely have, like, a newfound appreciation for the newer cards. I think I mentioned uh, during the stream that, like, a lot of them have, like, they're, like, these full art cards, and they look really nice. And you go to look at, like, what they're worth online, and it's, like, $1. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, whatever. It's because they're, like, it's, they're uh, new, they're common-ish. Like, they'll be rare in general, but they're, like, there's a lot in right. circulation. They're no right, longer exactly. out of print. So, so I'll just lock them away in a vault and uh, pull them out in 20 years and I'll be a millionaire. It'll be perfect. Exactly. So, uh, um, but yeah, so it's been it's been a lot of fun. I've been trying to find more cards and they're like, it's ridiculous how fast. So, like bots bought them up real quick Ugh. and uh, and buy them up. It's, it's actually kind of ridiculous. So we've got to go to Target later. I'll see if they have anything there. But my only luck has been Target and Best Buy. And I think I got a few more packs from Target yesterday online, which was like super lucky. I saw a notification... I went and bought it, and like they were sold out by the time I was checking out. So it was uh, I got right in, just in the nick of time. But 
yeah, so we'll see. Uh, I, I had a lot of fun streaming that. Hopefully people enjoyed watching too. And some new people that usually don't watch a stream uh, joined, which was kind of cool. So, And I think we had some randoms as well, which was cool. So I, I looked. I didn't even look at the stats, though. I meant to look at the stats and see if, like, how the stream fared oh, in relation to, like, some of our other ones. I don't know. I'll look it up later. I think you had a in anyway, general, like, higher average viewer count, which is good. Yeah, so I don't know if there was anything crazy, but you had 75 views on Sunday. What did you do? I did not have 75 views on Sunday, did I? Like 75 individual people came into the stream. Oh, at one I don't point? know. It says 75 views. I should probably look at like the analytics portion of it, Maybe. but I'm not signing to the What's Funcast account anyway. That doesn't matter. People didn't come for this <laughs> nonsense about <laughs> metrics. They don't want to hear about work. Uh, what else did I do? Real quick, let's see. Uh, oh, I played Baba's You. So that game's on sale for ten dollars and fifty cents on eShop right now. And it's this game that is, like, a very basic-looking game, but it's very difficult. makes you feel really stupid. So <laughs> I played a couple levels of it, and I was like, this is a perfect game for streaming. So I am going to stream a little bit of that on Thursday. Uh, I promised Justin I would stream a hat in time on Thursday. And then if I have time, maybe I'll play some Hyrule Warriors. But we will see how that goes. All right, that is all of the things I have to say. Ten minutes later, Ahmed, what have you been up to? <laughs> I'm looking at Baba's Union. This looks really strange. But, yeah, it's definitely, it's a puzzle game. So as soon as I hear puzzle, I'm like, yep, we're going to be dumb. Because that's me playing any puzzle game. Oh, God, um, I'm so bad. <laughs> speaking of puzzle games, so uh, I beat or played and beat Maquette. I think is how you pronounce it. Maquette? Maquette? I don't know. Um, it's a PS5, or it's available on PS5. It's part of the PlayStation Plus uh, for this month. And it was interesting. It's another one of those puzzle games that made me feel very stupid. And I, at some points, like, me and everyone else in the chat was like, what do I do here? Like, am I dumb? And everyone's like, nope, I got no ideas. And then we finally figured it out. I'm like, oh, we really are all dumb, huh? Like, it was the simplest possible solution. Um, so I don't know. Interesting. I watched, a, I watched a little bit of you streaming that, and I was like, "This game is not for me." It's fine. Like it's a it's a basic puzzle game. It took like two. Well, no, it's supposed to take two hours to beat. It took me like five because I'm stupid. <laughs> but as soon as I stopped like feeling the the pressure of having to figure it out myself, I was just like, you know what? If I get stuck for more than sixty seconds, I'm looking it up because I don't. I just want to finish this. Um, so it was kind of it was interesting. It was kind of like frustrating puzzle design. So I wouldn't highly highly recommend it. But if you're super into that kind of thing. Go for it. It's free. Um, I also beat Ratchet and Clank uh, before that. Um, so I finally beat that game. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And I think I now am go definitely going to buy the Lego Skywalker Saga um, when that comes out. Because I feel like Ratchet and Clank and Lego games have a lot in common where they're kind of just like button mash, kind of hack and slash, whatever, and collecting a bunch of things, which I highly, highly enjoyed. It's very satisfying to me. Um, so that was fun. Uh, and Ratchet and Clank, I think we talked about last podcast that it's going to be available for free as part of the uh, play at home thing. Um, I thought, is that happening already? I thought it was. I'm not sure if it's happening now, if it already happened. But if you have a PS5, it's also available as part of the PlayStation Plus collection. So if you don't already have it through there, you should be able to get it uh, for free currently as part of play at home, which Paul, I think, is confirming. Mm, um, I am. But besides that, uh, so that Sunday stream, I did stream for a long time. It actually got a little crazy. I was like, oh, I'll just stream for like two, three hours, whatever. And I ended up streaming for like almost eight hours. Um, but I was in a, like, I had an itch to play some racing games because Dirt 5 was released on Game Pass. So um, I tried that, and then that kind of got me in the mood for other games. So I played Dirt 5, which is uh, not bad. Um, it's very arcadey. Uh, 
and it can kind of get old fast. Like it's either super easy standard racing or it's like extremely difficult. You're racing on an ice course, like that's completely ice and some weird ass car that can only turn left. And you're like, what? It's very strange modes um, or strange things to try and do, but it was kind of mostly fun. Um, and then that got me in the mood to get back into a little bit of Forza Horizon 4, which is always fun. Um, I played a little bit of the Fortune Island DLC, which is like on a pirate island. Um, and there's like a bunch of like treasure to find or whatever, which is interesting. Um, and then I played some Mario Kart 8 because I was like, if we're going racing, why not just go the big three or the big the big two, I guess. I don't know, Forza and Mario Kart. I don't know if there's another third game. But Mario Kart 8, I played online for the first time, I think. Like, I guess I played online maybe one other time. Um, because when you start first playing online, you, you have like an SR and it's like a thousand is what it starts at. And mine was like 980 something. So I clearly played in the past and lost, but I played a bunch and I realized that I'm not the best player at Mario Kart in the world, but I'm still pretty good. Um, I like had to relearn a lot of the courses cause I hadn't played in literally years. Um, but super, super fun. I think I'll be doing a lot more of that on stream. Um, as kind of like my, my go-to game besides Overwatch and Hades, or at least we'll add it to the rotation of games that I play when I'm, you know, bored of everything else. Um, real quick, real quick, Ratchet yeah. and Clank is free from March 1st through the end of the month. Oh, perfect. Okay, so you guys have until, well, I guess half the month. It's March 15, 15 more days, yeah. Yes. Um, and then besides the racing games, I played a little bit of Donut County, um, which was... A lot of fun. Uh, everyone in the chat seemed to really enjoy the soundtrack. I think her friends Carla and Rita both like added the soundtrack to their Spotify playlist or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't think it was that good, but I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. Um, and then play a little bit of HyperDot, which HyperDot is actually being removed from Game Pass uh, at the end of this month, I think, or very soon. Um, but very interesting, if not very frustrating game. Um, or at least it starts out very like therapeutic and you're like, Ooh, I'm so good at this. And then as it gets harder and harder, you're like, wait, I'm terrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I tried that and I felt the same way. I also wouldn't play it with a controller. I think that's a game that really excels with having a mouse because like you can actually move the dot as fast as you need to, as opposed to the controller. It's a little bit more difficult, right? Um, but it was fun. I guess I'm not going to really like actively seek it after it's removed from game pass, but while it's there, sure. Um, and then I talked about Maquette, which was available on PlayStation Plus. But during that same stream, I also played uh, Remnant and Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, Remnant from the Ashes is okay. It's an okay game if you're super into like Dark Souls styles games. It's basically that, but with guns is from what I understand, or a lot of other reviewers say. Not that I've played a Dark Souls game, um, but it's it wasn't bad. It had you know decent gunplay. The guns felt nice and whatever, but. Um, it just wasn't a game that I felt like I needed to spend more than a few hours with. Um, so if you're into it, sure, go ahead. Um, I think it has like co-op opportunities, or like you can go into missions with other people at the same time. But I was just playing single player, and it was fine. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake was a huge surprise. So this is my first ever time playing an actual Final Fantasy game um, ever, and I really enjoyed it, like shockingly. So um, I think I'm actually gonna make this my next you know game to beat is final fantasy 7 um it is difficult i guess or at least for me just because it takes a lot of getting used to there's a very complex or in-depth i guess combat system but it works really well once you get the hang of it and remember you know the extent of all the abilities you have um but it was it was really fun i really enjoyed it and i think i will definitely get back into it it's a really beautiful game too um, obviously the, the one, the version that's available on PlayStation plus is the PS4 version. So it doesn't have like the PS5 upgrades. Um, but it still looks incredible. Like I genuinely couldn't tell the difference. So, um, highly worth it. Don't let 
the fact that it's the PS4 version discourage you from from claiming it. And then, yeah, besides that, obviously we talked about Valheim, which is fine, uh, but was promptly returned and not installed. Uh, played a little bit of Overwatch, obviously eating my own words when I said I would never play Overwatch competitive again. That's basically all we did was play Overwatch competitive. Um, mm-hmm. A few more Hades runs, which is always fun. And I, as of last night, I rewatched um, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, uh, for the sole purpose of I want to watch the Star Wars: The Clone Wars um, animated series. And before I started that, I wanted to kind of refresh my memory of what exactly happened in the prequels because I saw the prequels a total of one single time, uh, like four years ago at this point. When did Rogue One come out? 2016 five years ago a long time ago yeah. yeah so it's been a while and i have like no idea who anyone is or what's going on or the backstory so i'm just re-watching them that movie is like everything in that movie leads up to the pod racing scene then everything around it is whatever like darth maul is there and then he's not and you're like oh that's unfortunate he had a cool lightsaber it's a very strange movie <laughs> but it yeah was fine, that movie is uh that movie is certainly a trip maybe i'll um going back to final fantasy 7 maybe i'll try to start that and not yes. race you but play it along with you so we can share thoughts yes no it's, a, it's a, a story super... that apparently is very good yes it's well remember game. this is only part one so this is we gotta wait for part two and i think part three to get the full final fantasy 7 story yeah which a lot of people when you like search final fantasy 7 remake on you know like amazon or best buy or whatever a lot of people give it like one star because they're like this is a scam. We said we were getting the whole remake, and it's just part one. And it's like, okay, relax. It's still yeah. like 40, 50 hours of game. Like, yeah, people people there. are really upset by that. Which but it's okay. It's understandable, I guess. They should have said remake part one or whatever. They should have put but, a part one in there. Yes, I agree, hundred percent. But it is what it is. Um, There's one thing I forgot to mention that I did this week. We watched the Bachelor season finale. <laughs> How was that? Wait! What? We watched Raya! Oh my god, how did I forget Raya? We both watched Raya anyways. Wow, we're fake. <laughs> we're uh, we'll start with The Bachelor. So The Bachelor uh, is a mess. That that show is consistently a mess. And uh, the season finale was just as much of a mess as the season. And yeah, the, it, the whole... It's very... It's all scripted. Unf- well, it, it is. it is very scripted... But I think a lot of it is not so scripted, yeah. but it's, it's like it got they're nudged got into dicey. a certain direction. Kind yeah, of it, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and it got dicey because like the last couple contestants, one of the people that was one of the last contestants, like got caught up in like a racial issue where she went to like a a southern themed party. Um, I forget the name of the. It was a. Uh, an antebellum? antebellum? I, I forget what they call the party. Uh, I forget what they call the party, but you can look it up. Her name is Rachel from The Bachelor, and she was dressed in, like, uh, Southern... I, I, I should probably look this up and actually quote it correctly before I go down... Making crazy accusations. Right, I know. Um, but, yeah, she uh, she got into uh, into a lot of trouble, and it resulted in a lot of mess it resulted in her well i don't want to spoil the bachelor for those of you that watch it but it just resulted in her not having a good time uh an old south antebellum themed party so these pictures surfaced online of her in these uh in these dresses and the bachelor this is the first uh black bachelor 
and mm. apparently there was these claims that she bullied people in high school for liking black men, um, which obviously there's a lot of irony there because she's like she is pushing to be on a show to marry a black man. So um, it's uh, interesting. I don't yeah, trust her. so I'm assuming she didn't win. Um. Well. <laughs> oh well. Okay. <laughs> Well, so what happened? All right. If you don't want to be spoiled for The Bachelor season, whatever, mute me for like 45 seconds. All right. So she was the top two. She was number one. He picked her, right? And then didn't propose to her, said he wasn't ready to propose. And then the stuff came out after the fact. So. Uh, Like it was recorded all before. Okay. Okay. uh, It was recorded. Yeah. And then like there was a little bit of a lull. So when he found out about it and, like, he thought it was all, like, rumor and then when, like, the picture surfaced, he, like, broke up with her and was, like, go work on yourself and, like, do better and, like, fix this and, like, figure out where you went wrong and, and not where you went wrong, but, like, learn, learn what, you know, what you need to do to work on yourself and stuff like that. Um, so they, they, it was revealed after the show. So, like, the finale was last night and it was, like, oh, like, so he ends, he ends up with Rachel, uh, whatever, and then it was, like, the, the after uh show or whatever is like months later i guess and it's like yeah we broke up uh as soon as those pictures surfaced and then they brought her on the show the talk show with him and they're talking for the first time it was very awkward and that was clearly not scripted because there's a lot of awkward pauses just like sitting there staring at each other and it was really it was it was because yeah don't you do like a live show like Right after the final episode, they, oh, that's what like, it was. It was a live show. That's what it was. Well, I think it was pre-recorded, but they said it was live. It was probably recorded recently. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Interesting. So it's a uh, shows a mess. But yeah, what are you gonna do? As is most reality TV, it's all a mess. Um. Yeah. But yeah, speaking is. of better things, we did watch Raya. I can't believe I forgot. Yes. <laughs> it's been a long two weeks. It really um, has been a long two weeks. Yes, but Raya was fantastic. I absolutely yes. loved it. Uh, I highly suggest paying the $30 and going and watching it um, or seeing it in the theater if you feel comfortable to um, and, you know, you want to do that, then definitely do that. But otherwise, definitely uh, it's a fun, really fun movie, uh, a movie with a message that I think everybody needed uh, last year when this was supposed to come out and right now uh, and presumably for the foreseeable future. So definitely go and check it out. It was really, really good. Uh, very well done from Disney Animation Studios. Yes, highly, highly enjoyable. Um, I would say it's one of my, one of my top. Like it's up there with Moana for me. I really enjoyed it. It's funny because we rewatched it on Sunday uh, as we were confined to our bedroom and the rest of the upstairs. Uh, we watched it again on Sunday, just as we we're like folding clothes and stuff. And it's like so good. But after every time after we've watched it, it's like you'd also enjoy Moana, <laughs> and it's like keeps <laughs> keeps recommending know. Moana they know oh my god yeah no it's good i it's not a musical um not like that so it's not uh, comparable in that respect um but it is still very highly enjoyable and by the way since we're wasting all this time already <laughs> uh two weeks ago wandavision also finished and we did a spoiler cast so go listen to that yes if you haven't listened to it already um i'm assuming if you're subscribed to this podcast you might have or at least you've seen that it that we published it but yes a very good spoiler cast if i do say so myself i think we offered some very uh very good uh, critical opinions, if you might say. <laughs> All right. Hot toppies. Let's go. Let's All jump right. right into it. 30 minutes into the show. 
literally. All right. First things first. Epic Universe is back on. Um, we reported previously Woo-hoo! that Epic Universe was uh, paused or construction was paused or halted or whatever because of uh, COVID. So it is now um, back on. Uh, this one comes from CNBC. Um, so Epic Universe will be the first park that Universal has built since 1999. That's a fun fact. Um, here we go. The park, which was announced in 2019, had previously halted construction in July due to the coronavirus pandemic. On Wednesday, March 3rd, uh, Universal revealed that it will take several months to ramp up to full speed because it needs to restaff the project and reassemble its vendors and contractors. Um, but, quote, the restart of the construction Epic Universe, sorry, construction of Epic Universe is a terrific moment for our employees and for our theme park business in Florida, said Brian Roberts, chairman and CEO of NBC Universal. Um, Sorry, chair and C- chairman and CEO of Comcast, who is the parent company of NBC Universal. Uh, it is our single largest investment in the state and represents our enthusiasm for a spectacular park and the economic opportunities it will generate. Um, so this is kind of part of their strategy to turn Universal into an actual week-long resort as opposed to a tack-on to a Disney trip, which is usually what it is now. Um, so this is exciting. I, I'm excited to see what they come up with. Um, and I'm happy that you know it wasn't canceled or it doesn't seem like it's being pared down. I mean, it might be. We they haven't announced anything uh, to support or not support that. But that construction is back on. It's a good thing. So yeah, I'm a little nervous about uh, what what Disney's got going on. So I think in the lull as well, the, the whatever the gap week we'll call it for the podcast, they also announced that Disneyland and other theme parks in California can open up starting April 1st. Uh, yes. So Disneyland is going to open up towards the end of April, I believe, at a reduced capacity, obviously, uh, without indoor attractions and some other limitations and restrictions. Uh, but, you know, that, that begs the question, when is uh, when is Avengers Campus going to open? And I think, actually, during the Gap Week as well, they announced that Ratatouille, the Ratatouille ride in Epcot is going to be opening up on October 1st to kick off the 50th anniversary celebration down at Walt Disney World. So uh, there's a lot of things. Things are starting... Like, I hate to even say this, but, like, I just am so cautiously optimistic that I'm, like, waiting for the other shoe to drop of, like, I don't know, something else ridiculous because it's been just a year of misery uh, in terms of not being able to do anything, not being able to go anywhere. Everything has stopped. People are miserable that I'm – I don't even want to – take anything for granted and say oh yeah we're doing great like everything's better right people are getting vaccinated that's great herd immunity all that stuff but i'm just waiting for like the other shoe to drop but cautiously optimistic that we're going in the right direction to the point that there will be some level of normalcy soon yes. projects starting to kick back into gear um you know uh productions are starting to pick up again both television and, and feature films and we'll see what happens but yes we're getting optimistic. speaking of productions kicking up we're getting uh the falcon and winter soldier this friday very exciting stuff yes I we are gonna scream at that show um all right so uh next up or the final thing for entertainment uh a quick entertainment week i think two weeks ago we had like an insane one there's so much um but this one's quick but the last thing is pretty exciting the 93rd academy awards uh nominees have been announced and it's a lot of movies that i haven't seen <laughs> probably a lot of people I was just haven't gonna seen. say the only movie i've seen is borat 2 you've seen soul i've seen soul you're right and onward <laughs> if you want to count like all these little ones but like the big ones best picture i have not seen one of these movies yeah i don't think borat is even best director not a single one <laughs> best actor not a single one it's fine all right let's go through them real quick uh, we'll go through the oh big God. the big categories. Uh, so okay. best picture nominees. We're going through best picture, best director, best actor, best actress. Okay, just go. Okay. <laughs> best picture nominees are The Father, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, and Sound of Metal. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah, I believe, is on Netflix. 
Sound of Metal, I believe, is on Amazon Prime. Trial of Chicago 7 is also on Netflix. Nomadland is on Hulu. Um, Minari is somewhere, I think, on Hulu. I might be lying. Ahmed, we're going to be here all night. All right. I was just trying to, like, if you want to see these movies, a bunch of them are streaming movies because obviously there was no theaters all of 2020. Um, so those are the Best Picture nominees. Uh, a lot of these are kind of obvious or were shoe-ins. Um, and then for Best Director, it kind of lines up except for the first one. So Thomas Vinterberg for Another Round, which is a comedy film, not nominated for anything else, I don't think. Um, and then David Fincher for Mank, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, Chloe Zhao for uh, Nomadland, and Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman. Do you want to do Best Actor Actress? Yeah, I, I was looking at uh, David Fincher, and he directed The Social Network. Yeah. Forgot about that. All right, Best Actor. Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal as Ruben Stone. Chadwick Boseman, uh, a posthumous nominee uh, in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom as Levy Green. Uh, Anthony Hopkins in The Father as Anthony. Gary Oldman in Mank as Herman J. Mankiewicz. Uh, Steven Yoon in Minari as Jacob E. for Best Actor. Uh, Best Actress, Viola Davis in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom as Ma Rainey. Uh, Andrew Day in The United States versus Billie Holiday as Billie Holiday. Uh, Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman as Martha Weiss. Uh, Frances McDormand in Nomadland as Fern. Carrie Mulligan in Promising Young Woman as Cassandra Cassie Thomas. Uh, Best Supporting Actor, Sasha Baron Cohen, in The Trial of Chicago 7 as Abby Hoffman. That took me by surprise. Yeah, I didn't realize Sasha Baron Cohen was in that. (laughs) Right. The first time I saw this, I was like, oh, and Borat. And I'm like, no. I'm like, this has got to be a typo. (laughs) Maybe he's actually in that movie, too. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya in Judas and the Black Messiah. uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, excuse me, as Fred Hampton. Leslie Odom Jr. in One Night in Miami as Sam Cooke. That's your reminder. Go watch Hamilton Ahmed. Uh, Paul Ratchy. In Sound of Metal as Joe, Lakeith Stanfield in Judas and the Black Messiah as William Bill O'Neill, all for Best Supporting Actor. Best Supporting Actress, Maria Bakalova, which still baffles me that her name is so close to Bakalova. Uh, Bakalova <laughs> in Borat's subsequent movie film as Tutar Sadie- Sagdiev, whatever, I can't pronounce that last name. Um, it's a fake and name, it's okay. And, and, even, even when I hear it in the movie, I'm like, I don't understand. Uh, Glenn Coase in Hillbilly Elegy. Eulogy? Uh, Hillbilly Elegy. Eulogy? That's yeah. not how you spell eulogy. Is it not? I think that's... I don't know. In When I saw it the first time, my brain read it as energy, hillbilly energy. It's not. Uh, but obviously that's not it. Um, hillbilly elegy is what we're going to call it until Ahmed looks it up. Oh, as it is Bonnie, elegy. Sorry, you're right. My bad. As Bonnie Mama Vance. Uh, Olivia Coleman in The Father as Anne. Amanda Seyfried at, in Mank as Marion Davies. And Yoon Yujung in Minari as Sunja interesting stuff and then um, uh yeah best original screenplay and adapted screenplay are all the basically the same movies that were nominated for best picture best director um best animated feature film i think is very obvious it's onward over the moon a Shaun the sheep movie farmageddon that was the one that threw me off That's because i was like wait bit. a second i didn't even know what that was <laughs> um soul and then wolf walkers which was the apple tv plus movies yes, right yeah. yeah um and yeah i think the rest of these obviously there's you know best production design and costume design and all that fun stuff so uh we won't dive into the those too deeply but i don't know it looks to be a very interesting interesting year um maybe i'll watch some of these um i know my roommate has a bunch of screeners because he's part of the uh the screen or the writers guild of america i think one of those screen actors guild i don't know maybe it's writers guild that sounds makes more sense um, uh, real yes. quick here. So, first of all, congratulations to all the nominees. Not yes. that you listen to our podcast, but congratulations. <laughs> to <all of> us. <laughs> they might. Uh, so, um, Wikipedia actually has a nominations like 
not checklist, but like a tally count of all of them. So Mank received the most nominations at 10 nominations. Oh, wow. Uh, tied for six is six movies. Uh, the Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Nomadland, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Coming in at five nominations, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and Promising Young Woman. Coming in at four, News of the World. Coming in at three, One Night in Miami and Soul. Coming in at two, Another Round, uh, Borat Subsequent Movie Film, Collective, Emma, Hillbilly Elegy, Mulan, Pinocchio, and Tenet. I didn't even know that Pinocchio came out. That movie looked haunted. Neither um, did I. <laughs> Pinocchio. Yeah. Oh, it's an international film. It's nominated for... Oh. For or no, not nominated for Best International. Hold on. Where am I seeing this? Pinocchio. Best Ahmed's costume. Ahmed's eyes are broken. Okay, hold on. First of all, it's nominated for Best Costume Design and Best Makeup and Hairstyling, but also it is an Italian film. Because when you click on the Wikipedia page, it shows the Italian theatrical release poster. It was distributed I, by I primarily believe you. in Italy. I believe you. It's okay, Ahmed. Relax. <laughs> Just making sure. I wasn't spreading fake news. We stand with Ahmed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that wrap about wraps it up for the rest of the for the Academy Awards. If you want to know about more of the nominees, obviously you can find them on I think it's like Oscars.com or org. One of those websites. When can we when can we watch the Academy Awards, Ahmed? Uh sometime in April. <laughs> April twenty fifth, two thousand twenty one. There we go. We've got some time. You got a month. All right. Yes, we do. Switch gears into hot news gaming. Um switch pro Quite literally switch. Quite literally switch. We're switching gears into switch pro rumors. So these have obviously been circulating for quite some time. We've definitely reported on them in some capacity, but I think this past two weeks' rumors have been more substantial than any that we've seen yet. Um, so first up, this one comes from Wario64. Well, this one comes from Bloomberg by way of Wario64. Um, but since Bloomberg is behind a paywall, and I currently can't go behind the paywall, and I just don't have, <laughs> don't want to open an incognito window, I'm just going to use what Wario64 pulled from this article, which he says... Bloomberg reports that a new Nintendo Switch model will have a 7-inch Samsung OLED 720p display with plans to unveil later this year. Displays are in mass production starting in June, uh, with initial monthly target of just under 1 million units. The new Switch model will have a 4K resolution when docked for TV mode. Uh, The OLED screen will consume less battery life, offer higher contrast, and possibly faster response when compared with the current Switch display. by comparison, the current displays are 6.2 inches and uh, 5.5 in the Switch and the Switch Lite, respectively. So 7 inches would be a nice step up. Um, at the very least, it will have uh, less bezel than the current Switch does. Um, and OLED is obviously welcome because uh, it consumes it saves battery because when the pixels are off, like if they're black or they're dark, they consume less power. Um, so it'll, it'll definitely help. <laughs> Which is good. Um, and then you want to take the or talk about the the other rumor here about the from Tom's Guide. Yeah. So Tom's Guide reported that uh, the Switch Pro launch now looks even closer thanks to Nvidia. Uh, so they reported that the existence of the Nintendo Switch Pro may have been given a credibility boost thanks to a new report on the chip inside Nintendo's current consoles. A source within Nvidia, speaking to Game Reactor, claims the company is halting production on the Tegra X1 chipset used in the Nintendo Switch and the Switch Lite this year. Unfortunately, the source didn't uh, say exactly what was coming next, but this info is already enough to get our minds racing. So, super exciting stuff here. It's only a matter of time. The Switch Pro has been shot down more times than we can imagine, uh, and it's finally looking like it might actually come out this year, which is super exciting. Not only for the 4K graphics, but it's the Switch is such a neat system that 
an upgrade to refine the places where they kind of went wrong on some things uh, is much welcome. So I cannot wait to see what this looks like. Yes. And I, I also doubt the fact that it will output 4K, or if it does, it'll only output 4K, 4K in like the menus. Everything else will just be scaled up to 4K. Like, I really doubt that it's going to be powerful enough to be a you know mobile console and run you know Super Mario uh, 3D World at 4K, for example. I don't know. Um, so no, I think it's going to be it's 4K docked, right? So it's going to be probably like an like a mini external GPU inside the dock, I'd imagine something to maybe. boost. I, that's what I would think. But then that's also putting reliance in them putting something more than just like a cable inside of the dock, which right now the the dock is just a glorified like HDMI or excuse me, USB C to HDMI adapter. So basically, yeah. So it'll yeah. be very cool to see. So. While you're waiting for the Switch Pro, why not boot up Animal Crossing? <laughs> why, you say? Animal Crossing did what? You'll never believe this one. Click inside to read more behind this paywall, Bloomberg. Uh, this one comes from Nintendo's Facebook account, who says, After the update on March 18th, you can add more pro design options and receive 50 more slots in both custom designs and pro designs each. With a Nintendo Switch Online membership, you can access the custom design portal from your Nook phone. Make a visit to Nookstop in Resident Services to redeem it. And it is going to be the Custom Design Pro Editor Plus, and it will cost 2,000 Nook Miles. So this is uh, something that people have literally been clamoring for since the inception of Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, and this is something that has just been a huge sticking point. So people all over the internet, I'm sure, are celebrating everywhere. Yes. So this, will be, this is huge for people that like to customize their islands with a bunch of different designs, because... Um, you were obviously so limited to, to with your slots or whatever. So adding the 50 extra slots, I'm sure people will come up with even crazier and more exciting designs than they already have. So True. very good stuff. I think I am well beyond the point of customizing my island to that extent, but I'm happy for anyone that, that's still, you know, people are always like, Same I restarted my here. island. I'm like, well, you did what? <laughs> <laughs> I can't you imagine. what? Restarting? No. Hmm. Not in this. No, there's no restarting. Not in this day and age. Not in this pandemic. <laughs> Um, all right, moving on, switching gears to Xbox stuff. We got a whole slew of Xbox news here. Um, but first and foremost, this one's kind of not really Xbox news particular. Well, kind of is, but you'll see what I mean. So Overwatch is getting an update on Xbox uh, upgrades specifically for Series S and X. Um, but this article also kind of went into why we aren't seeing the same level of upgrades for uh, for PS4 to PS5 games. Um, so which I thought was interesting, so I wanted to, to talk about this. So this one comes from Eurogamer.net, um, and I quote, Overwatch just got a significant update for Xbox X and uh, Series X and S, sorry, um, but nothing yet for PlayStation 5. The developer Blizzard uh, outlined additions and patch notes uh, published at Battle.net. Um, optimized for Series X, S enhancements include a preferred mode graphics option that lets you switch between three different presets, resolution, balanced, and frame rate. So resolution will run at like 4K, um, balance will lower the uh, image quality, or sorry, will lower the um, the resolution a little bit, and but have a higher image quality. And then frame rate obviously just kind of sets everything to low and gets you up to 120 frames, um, which obviously you'll need the TV that can support uh, 120 frames to take advantage of that. So to continue, uh, quote, so why not all, or add all this to the PS5 version? The situation rekindles memories of Warzone and Rocket League on Sony's new console. As Eurogamer reported in November last year, Infinity Ward quietly updated Warzone to run at 120 FPS on Xbox Series X, but not on PS5. 
Warzone, which comes up as a PS4 app when it's downloaded on PS5, does not boot into 120Hz, and there are no in-game menu options to enable it. Uh, Activision declined to comment when contacted by Eurogamer at the time, leaving us to assume the reason for this difference had to do with the way Sony handles backwards compatibility. Back then, they speculated that uh, Infinity Ward would have to create a full PS5 port of Warzone in order to reach and or to, in order to enable 120fps on the console. And then we received evidence to suggest that that line of thinking was correct. Rocket League is in a similar boat to Warzone, a hugely popular football driving game, or soccer driving game, I guess. This is Euronet, sorry. Um, hugely popular soccer driving game, football driving game, was updated to run at 120fps on a Series X, but not PS5. Developer Psyonix told Eurogamer that very few reasons uh, that there are a few reasons for the decision, but pointed out that enabling 120fps on PS5 requires a full native port whereas it's just a minor patch on the Series X and S. Um, so you'll probably, for you know, until there comes a time when we're no longer seeing games that are released on cross-gen, we're going to be seeing a lot of this where, uh, you know, especially if it's an older PS4 game and it, it's playable on PS5, it's probably not going to receive an upgrade because it would require the developer to literally release an entirely new title for PS5 specifically, uh, which is unlikely to happen especially in Overwatch's case, which when it's a game from 2016, and they're coming out with a new one in, you know, sometime. Three years, yeah. <laughs> in one day. Yeah, so this this is, like, really infuriating, and this is kind of the shoe that I expected to fall, the other shoe I expected to fall when uh, backwards compatibility was kind of, like, swept under the rug, and it's like, yeah, we have backwards compatibility, and then there was no talk about it, and then, like, right before the PS5 came out, it's like, hey, Good news. It actually works pretty well, and there's some FPS boosts on some of these games, and you know this, this, and that. But then this is the bullshit that comes with it, where you have smart delivery with Xbox, and that's a lot easier to run uh, and and upgrade these games. And then with PS5, it's just you're pretty much shit out of luck, and it it's just I don't it know. Just it, doesn't this... make sense to me. Like I, it cannot be that hard architecture wise to get things to run better. I mean, and they do run a little bit better, like. Overwatch definitely runs a little bit smoother and loads a little bit quicker on the PS5. Like, it's taking advantage of the SSD, but it's still not, you know... It's so... Optimized. It's just infuriating. This is one of those things, like, it's it's like when they announced Marvel Spider-Man uh, Remastered for PS5, and they're like, yeah, no, you can't bring your save game over. And then, like, literally the internet closed in on them. They're like, okay, 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 good news, you can bring your save over. And... Like, okay, it wasn't that hard. Like, so why hold back? But it was still, like, so, a complicated process. Like, you had to go into the one game and, like, hit X to, like, right. upload your save. And then go into... Like, it wasn't seamless. It's, That's I, true. And I don't understand why we're still having these kinds of problems. But, I mean, Sony and Nintendo both, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's just yeah, something it, with Japanese design philosophy that's, like, make it as difficult as possible. Right. Make the customer hate you. Basically. Who knows? So, well, speaking of companies that don't hate you, Microsoft and ZeniMax. Yes. Yeah, the deal is complete officially. So this is uh, ZeniMax Media is the parent company of Bethesda, uh, and they have officially wrapped it up. Okay, stop IGN. IGN sitting here screaming at me. Um, this one comes from Matt TM Kim from IGN. Uh, Microsoft's $7.5 billion acquisition of ZeniMax Media, the parent company of developers like Bethesda, Arcane, id software and more has been finalized to celebrate more uh, to celebrate excuse me more bethesda games will be added to xbox game pass this week it's also been confirmed that some new bethesda games will be exclusive to xbox and pc in a post on xbox wire head of xbox phil spencer welcomes enemax bethesda softworks and all their development studios to the xbox family saying quote now that everyone everything is official we can begin working together to deliver more great games to everyone 
Spencer did, did make one major point clear, clearing up some of the speculation around whether Bethesda games would be exclusive to Xbox. And said, quote, with the addition of the Bethesda creative teams, gamers should know that Xbox consoles, PC, and Game Pass will be the best place to experience new Bethesda games, including some new titles in the future that will be exclusive to Xbox and PC players. Spencer reiterated that Microsoft would allow Bethesda to continue, quote, making games the way it always has. And it's worth pointing out, neither Xbox nor Bethesda mentioned ga Xbox Game Studios in their releases about the acquisition. That perhaps points to Bethesda working under a different umbrella to Microsoft's other first-party studios. To help manage this new acquisition, Xbox has seemingly set up a new company called Vault that could be a new could be the new brand for Bethesda games made under Xbox. Uh, so those Bethesda games are on Game Pass right now. So those games that came to Game Pass uh, are, buckle in, 20 iconic Bethesda games here. This one comes right from Xbox.com. Click, click. Let's uh, go. Yeah, all right, ready? So, uh, Dishonored. So, all of these are coming to console and PC and cloud. Some of them with are the exception missing. You got this. Getting there. <laughs> with the exception of Fallout New Vegas only coming to console and Oblivion only coming to console and PC, uh, Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion, uh, and then Elder Scrolls 5 Morrowind. Uh, no, not five. Sorry. Elder look, look what you did, Ahmed. I was doing I didn't so do great. Anything. Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind. Uh, that's going to only console and PC. So, all right, buckle in, top to bottom. Dishonored Definitive Edition, Dishonored 2, Doom, the original, Doom 2, Doom 64, Doom 3, Doom Eternal. Uh, okay, because Doom, uh, the original, or the 2016 Doom, I think, is already on Game Pass. That's why it's not here. Uh, yes. Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, including the Steel Dawn expansion, Prey, Rage 2, Elder Scrolls 3, Morrowind, Elder Scrolls 4, Oblivion, Elder Scrolls 5, Skyrim, Elder Scrolls Online, Evil Within, uh, Wolfenstein, The New Order, Wolfenstein, The Old Blood, and Wolfenstein, Young Blood. Lots of blood and orders in the <laughs> Wolfenstein games. <laughs> They're really like, hmm, next one's going to be The Old old Order. I don't know. <laughs> Just a combination the old of the words they haven't used yet. Arm. Uh, yeah, so this is, I mean, there's a lot of content in these games. I mean, yes. whether it's the Doom games, whether it's Fallout, I mean, Fallout alone... Uh, there's a lot of stuff on here. Like I don't see Fallout Three here. I think Fallout Three is probably already on Game Pass, um, but I don't know. I have to double check that. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure because this isn't like the entirety of their library. Um, but it's big. Like even just just Skyrim and and Fallout Four are huge. Um, Dishonored even is great. Just Skyrim, yeah. Um, I've played Dishonored, or I just beat Dishonored, so I can speak to that one specifically. It's great. I'm sure Dishonored Two is good as well. Um, Doom Eternal has been highly praised, um, consistently said like is one of the best FPS games of the generation. So that's a big one. Um, yeah, no, this is great. If you haven't played any of these games, or if you've played some of the bigger names on this on this list, definitely get into it. Take advantage. Continue. But what if prove. I want to play Outriders? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Paul. What if you want to play Outriders? What's happening? <laughs> it's coming to Game Pass on day one. Uh, but, like, why would you want to play Outriders? That's the real question. That's a valid point. <laughs> so our friend Logan played Outriders briefly on the demo. Um, we didn't get a chance to play it personally, but he was not impressed. And when you look at the gameplay video, I, specifically uh, IGN's Outriders gameplay video that they posted up on YouTube, uh, a lot of the comments are like, oh, yes, this is just like Marvel's Avengers Destiny of Mass Effect Andromeda Division Anthem Edition. Like, <laughs> it's... Just like another one of those kind of, what is it called? Looter shooter. 
the genre, I guess, that Destiny kind of um, paved, create, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> paved the way for. Um, so, I don't know. It seems interesting. But it is coming to Game Pass on day one, which is pretty big, um, starting on April 1st. Not an April Fool's joke. They assure you, they say. So, this one comes directly from Xbox. So, I'll get a, read over the, the, the synopsis here, and you've got an idea of what I mean. Um, let's see. Members can jump into this true hybrid genre hybrid from Square Enix, which combines brutal combat with deep RPG systems. You are an outrider rewoken from cryostasis 30 years after the uh, first landing on Enoch, which is another planet, I guess, that you're trying to colonize. Um, you're emerging as an altered, uh, a being with access to powerful skills and healing abilities. And now you get to flex those skills in the ever-aging battlefield. Create and customize your own Outrider, uh, and then use devastating array of abilities to annihilate your enemy as you embark on a new journey to discover the source of a mysterious signal on a dangerous and untamed world. You can play in single player or co-op with up to two friends as you combine your skill and speed in a frenetic attempt to survive a savage future. This is really word salad. <laughs> savage future, this aggressive third-person perspective RPG shooter. Uh, don't forget, it's fully cross-play, so explore Enoch uh, with any of your friends on any other platform. So, I don't know, for free, I'll try it. But uh, I have a feeling that this is just going to kind of go the way of one of those, any one of those other games that I just previously mentioned, where it, like they're fun for a little bit and everyone just kind of forgets about it because it's all repetitive and. Basically yeah, I'll be the same honest thing. with you. This game looks like a waste of time. A little bit, a little bit. So I mean, I'm looking through, and like it's unfortunate. People can fly. Are the developers on it? Uh, obviously, in conjunction with Square Enix, but um, people can fly. Did Bulletstorm which was co-developed with Epic Games. Uh, they did... What else did they do? They helped work on Gears of War 2, Gears of War 3, and Gears of War Judgment. Um, and then they remastered Bulletstorm, Duke of Switch Edition. They worked on Fortnite Save the World. They co-developed that with Epic Games as well, which is interesting. That was the single-player campaign for Fortnite. Um, can you even play the single-player campaign? Like, is there any support for it at all? Does it get updated? <laughs> is it even exist? I don't know. I have no idea, actually. Um, I have very no curious. Idea. So, I mean, I don't know. Like you said, for free, I guess people will play it. That's good. It probably has a better life. They, they probably did some sort of, like, risk assessment and realized that this game is probably going to bomb uh, without being free on Game Pass. So Game Pass will probably give it the nudge that it needs to do remotely well. Yes, Probably. Considering they, towards the end of Destiny 2's, I don't know, I don't know if it's the end of their lifespan, but, uh, I don't know, I remember just buying something from Best Buy and it, like, forced Destiny into my cart and I couldn't remove it. It's like, I you're remember gonna take this that. game. I'm like, I don't want it, please. Uh, so. So, let's say, this is all great, but what if I wanted more games coming to Game Pass? <laughs> more, you say? How about a surprise game that you didn't even know was even on Xbox until this announcement about Xbox Game Pass? Um... <laughs> Coming soon, I guess these all Xbox doesn't release everything on one day. It's just kind of random days. Um, there are one, two, three, twelve new titles coming to Xbox Game Pass, including Outriders, but also uh, Undertale, which is huge, Yakuza Six, uh, Star Wars Squadrons, Empire of Sin, Mar Narita Boy, Octopath Traveler, which wasn't even available on Xbox previously, is is available on Steam, um, but was never an Xbox game, so that's a complete surprise. Um, Genesis Noir, Near Automata, Torchlight Three, uh, or sorry, it's Near Automata. I remember being corrected about this before. Um, Deadfire Ultimate Edition and Superland. Uh, 
Near Automata, uh, Torchlight, Deadfire, and Superlander specifically for PC. I think Near Automata is already available on regular Xbox Game Pass on console. Yeah. Um, so that that's uh, kind of big as well. Um, so yeah, a huge huge release month for Xbox this year, or this month, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it seems to be. It just seems to get bigger and bigger. I really need to. I, I keep saying this, but I really need to sit down and play some of these games on Game Pass. There's uh, a game that I started. Um, Holy shit, the name escapes me now. It's the new Yacht Club Games, uh, Shadow... Not Shadow Run. I have, to, I have to look it up. I forget the name of it, but it came out on Game Pass in January when it like came out day and date, and I played just a little bit of it and meant to go back and play more and just haven't sat down to play it. So, um, yeah, no, this is... Uh, Game Pass continues to be the best deal in gaming. And Octopath Traveler coming to console and PC, it's already been on PC, so coming to Xbox is pretty big because Octopath Traveler was previously exclusive to switch so this almost makes me think that i mean there might be some merit to a lot of these square enix rumors uh there's a rumor that microsoft was looking to buy square enix as well um which would be absolutely insane uh but let's see what happens yeah with octopath and now outriders coming on on day one there's something happening there something's brewing I don't know. What. Octopath was Square Enix, right? Octopath is Square Enix, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Nintendo published it on Switch, though. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of other Xbox rumors and fun things, here's a really interesting one. Um, this might amount to be absolutely nothing, but we'll see. Um, so, IGN Italy was reviewing the new Xbox wireless headset, and when they, you know, plugged it into their system to sync it or whatever, they got an error message that wasn't Italian, but translated. It says. Uh, it's asking them to update the VR headset. Uh, so quickly, like as of literally 30 minutes before we started this episode, uh, Microsoft kind of confirmed and said a Microsoft re- representative told The Verge that the copy in this error message is in- inaccurate due to a localization bug, while reiterating again that the VR for console is not a focus uh, for them at this time. So that could be true. That could also be a cover-up. Who's to say? What is the truth? We don't know. I'm just wondering, like, they're saying copy error. Like, why would it even mention VR in the first place? Like, right. I, I don't know. That's very, very strange to me. Suspicious. Uh, very suspicious. Very sus indeed. But speaking of VR, uh, there was a PSVR spotlight that happened a few... This was wild. Ago. These things just started dropping out of nowhere. This was yeah. early March, about two weeks ago. This was early March. They they were like, oh, PSVR returns to, or PSVR Spotlight returns today, and then it has dropped six new announcements. Um, so going through them super quickly, Doom Three VR Edition is coming to PSVR. Um, Song in the Smoke is a uh, survival game that's coming to PSVR. Uh, Fract is an action adventure game. Looks like this man has like skis on his back and he's swinging on a rope with guns. Um, I expect you to die too. The Spy and the Liar returns to PSVR. Um, Have you played the original of that game? I expect you to die one. I did not. No, that's a really good. It's one of those games where it's like, oh, okay, I understand VR now. Interesting. Okay, maybe I will try it. Um, Zenith is a VR MMO, a JRPG inspired MMO. Uh, it's coming oh God! To PSVR. No, no, no! No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. And then from the creators of Arizona Sunshine, which I uh, understand is a pretty big VR game. I've never played it. Uh, personally, but uh, the creators are making After the Fall, which is a fast-paced co-op FPS uh, action game, which also looks very interesting. So, a lot of big things yes. coming to PSVR. I'm glad to see it's not like necessarily being left by the wayside. Uh, so good. good yeah, it is. It is super exciting, and it's really cool to see that uh, 
that Sony is taking VR seriously still. We talked a little bit about the new details for the PS5 headset or the PSVR 2, whatever you want to call it. Mm. And it is super, super exciting. So I hope that they'll enhance and make, well, <laughs> based on what we just talked about with backwards compatibility, I mean, who knows, right? <laughs> no. But uh, hopefully they'll go through and they'll actually make the PSVR games backwards compatible and make them run better somehow through some sort of magic. But I'd imagine that that's probably not going to happen. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, if anything, they'll look better just based on the screens in the VR headset having better resolution. True. Like that was really the right. main drawback, I think, personally. Right. So I guess uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, it would be cool if like, well, I don't even know. I was going to say if you can use like the same controllers, the move controllers for the new headset so that you can like play backwards compatible games because then you won't lose the tracking of the old games. But I, I don't know. That's way in over my head. So hopefully they can manage to get it done. Yes. Hopefully so. You want to take this? Yeah. Uh, actually, so PS5 well, is the fastest selling console in U.S. history for dollar sales. So this one comes from IGN again. Uh, this one comes specifically from Wesley LeBlanc, who says PS5 is fast selling U.S. console console in U.S. history for dollar sales. Now only now if only those PS5s were easier to find. <laughs> uh, so the article goes on to say that the NPD group releases monthly report covering best-selling consoles, video games, and more for February 2021 in the United States, and the Nintendo Switch leads the charge as the best-selling console for the month, with the PS5 behind it in second. However, the PS5 did overtake a record previously held by the Switch when it became the fastest-selling console in U.S. history after the NPD group tracked, quote, total dollar sales after four months in market. Congratulations, PS5. I was making you do crazy. it. crazy. I'm surprised that they were able to do it, considering the rarity, but I guess the rarity was because they were all selling so much. Right, exactly. And, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a nice little system. Excited for Ratchet & Clank to come out in June. Hopefully Returnal does well in April or May, whenever that's coming out. I think it's April. Uh, but based on the demo, it didn't look too good, but oh. we'll see what happens. <laughs> there was a demo? I missed out. Uh, sorry, not the demo. The demo that they showed in the uh, oh, state of play. Gotcha, the gameplay. I was like, the demo? Wait, I didn't miss the demo. But, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, it's it's shocking. I was saying before, it's shocking how this was done without any, like, major, major uh, exclusives besides Miles Morales, which wasn't even technically exclusive because it was available on PS4. But right, whatever. That's besides the point. Um, Why don't you cover on... the next one, and then I'll cover Fortnite Palooza because... Perfect, yes. Don't, I don't, know don't hide it Fortnite. from the people. You don't know shit about Fortnite. It's okay. <laughs> Correct. Um, Super Bomberman R Online is coming to PC and consoles. So, this was... Uh, this is pretty interesting. This one comes from Kotaku. Um, we say here, launched exclusively on Stadia on September 1st. This is like one of the only major uh, exclusives for Stadia at all. Um, Super Bomberman R Online is the all-exclusive cartoon fun of Super Bomberman R plus a 64-player online battle royale mode that plays uh, out across multiple game boards. Today, Konami announced the game is coming soon to consoles and PC with crossplay, so those poor Stadia players can stop getting matched with bots. Um... <laughs> Interestingly enough, I saw the news break of this through someone on Twitter, who, and I've lost the tweet, and I can't find it for the life of me, but someone on Twitter was like, I remember a game developer or a Stadia person, Stadia representative, uh, looking me in the eye and saying, there is no possible way that this game can run on any other console due to the architecture and the way it's built. Like, it is physically impossible or technically impossible. And yet. <laughs> that was really them trying to make a selling point, like... It's only possible through the power of Stadia. Mm. Was it, though? 
only possible through the power of Stadia? Through the wise words from Jurassic Park, Jeff Goldblum himself, life finds a way. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. I was like, uh. I, I typed it in, and then I found the pause, and I'm like, shit, what did it say? And I'm like creeping over, looking at my screen. Um, I'm like, wait, what's his name again? Uh, <laughs> it was The good. man was... with the statue. <laughs> it was good dramatic effect. Oh my god, uh, that statue? Anyways. Yeah, it was wild. So yeah, not uh, this is good. This is good, because, I mean... Even though I love Tetris 99 on Switch, I think eventually it should come to other consoles because everyone should play that game because it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just a lot of fun. Um, I'm excited to try this out. So maybe this will be my next foray into Battle Royales uh, following my grand success in Tetris 99. We'll see. <laughs> my grandmaster, grandmaster of Tetris. I'm telling you, you should yes. really play Tetris competitively. I would probably get wrecked. I think you're not giving yourself enough credit. I don't even know how I'd even play Tetris. Do I go to Toys R Us and like be like, "Hello, I'm no <laughs> Dormammu. I'd like to bargain." <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's like, there's like com- Tetris, like professional Tetris communities. I don't know. It's like the person that raided the stream one time. He was like a part of some like organization. I don't remember the letters of it. I feel like these people have to get like first place every time. I don't know. I'll keep training for the next couple months. Every every Thursday night, I stream Tetris for at least like thirty minutes, yes. if not more. And then I get raged as uh, how bad I do, and then I keep playing, and it turns into like an hour. Yes, so. keep training. I'm gonna do. I'll do Mario Kart Eight. You do Tetris together. <laughs> we'll take over the world. Perfect. At E3 2029, when we're all back together again, we can both compete. Oh my god! Remember when I won the Gran Turismo tournament at E3? I remember. Yeah, you were playing against like a bunch of little kids. Would you? It wasn't you kids. There's no kids allowed at E3. Everyone was an adult. I'm kidding. Relax. Mm-hmm. I'm just good at racing games. Just, let's just be real. He said, I mean, what, it's whatever. It's, not, it's really not a big deal. I'm just very good at racing games. I can't it's drive for deal. shit, but I'm good at racing games. I'm great at driving in real life, too. Leave me alone. I think if given a race car on a racetrack, I'd be a pretty good race car driver. I'd be terrified, but I'd be good at it. <laughs> Sitting there, like, arm shaking, <laughs> knees weak, <laughs> arm spaghetti. Like, vibrating. Because, like, in games, you crash into a wall and nothing happens. The car doesn't even actually, like, get damaged. In real life, that's different. <laughs> in real life, you'd be dead. Yeah, no. If I drove the way I do in video games in real life, I would genuinely have died 10 years ago. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you know, real strategy? life racing is just like Mario Kart, where you slip on bananas and you go over ramps and that little parachute thing comes above Stop, your head. not even that. I, like, I just, when I see a turn coming, I don't slow down. I just drift. And if I hit another car when I'm drifting, whatever. They'll be fine. <laughs> They're just like a pillow. You, like you give them the old Luigi stare. You're like, hey. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's bring this home. We've got some Fortnite updates for you today. So in case you didn't know, Season 6 of Fortnite Chapter 2 begins today. Uh, Today is the start of the new season. What does it have in store for us? Uh, I don't know. It's got stuff in store. So this (laughs) season is called Fortnite Season 6. What? I said it's got stuff. (laughs) Wow, It's got stuff and things. Who would have thought? This is Fortnite Primal. Uh, the punchline is hunt wildlife, craft weapons, run wild. Uh, so, Fortnite, so this is Far running Cry between now and primal? June 7th. That's what I'm uh, so, saying Fortnite Far Cry Primal. That's what I'm hearing. It really is. They're like, okay, Far Cry Primal did terribly. Let's do it with Fortnite. <laughs> um, Sorry. All right. No more interruptions. It's all you. So, yeah, because you kept lagging. I'm like, huh? 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 My bad. No, it's, no, it's, it's all good. Because when we talk over each other, yes. like our voices cancel each other out. So yeah. it's fine. 
It's all good. All right, so I'm going to read you uh, the headlines here from the official Fortnite website here. So I haven't played it yet. Uh, I don't have any hot takes yet. I'm sure I will soon. Soon will. Will soon. Uh, But here's what the punchlines or the little blurbs say on the Fortnite website. During the Zero Crisis finale, Agent Jones and the Foundation, one of the seven, sealed the Zero Point in the Tower of Stone. As the Zero Point was being contained, it sent a mysterious pulse across the island, erasing any advanced technology in its path and reshaping the landscape of the island. Untouched by modern technology, what? This is like an entire reskin of the entire map, or redo of the entire map. I thought this was just I thought it was only the center of it. Oh, may, I mean, I have no. It's just uh, changing the no, landscape. No, no, no. You're island. right. I think you're right. Oh, so this is like a huge update then. This isn't like just a tiny like. Okay. Well, every time they do a new season, it's like a massive update. But this is oh, this is a new season. You're right. I was like, this yeah. is a new season. I get confused between the chapters and the seasons, but okay. Yeah, cha- well, chapter the chapter one to chapter two was like a massive. That's when they like took Fortnite offline for like days. Yeah. But, like, what was yeah. the major change? It still seems like the same game to me. <laughs> they redid the entire island. So they took away, like, uh, um, what was it? Twisted Towers? I forget the... No. Tomato Town? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they, they keep changing everything so much. Uh, yeah, no, the the season changes. Usually, like, they introduced boats with one of the new seasons. They introduced, uh, I think, cars and boats and planes, maybe. Uh, they introduced, like, fishing in another one. So they introduced different mechanics into it. Got and it. And they kind of keep what works and then get rid of what doesn't work. So I'm, I'm just surprised this isn't a chapter change if they're changing the entire island like this. Like No, this no is technology. normal. Like, the last one, like, this thing hit the middle of the island, and that's why there was those rocks that you picked up in, like, eight or whatever, and then you could, like, Teleport zip and zap around. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just that, yeah, like, when they did the chapter two thing, like, the entire island changed. Like, every every area. Like, more or less now what you'll see is probably the same areas, but kind of, like, re-skinned almost. Interesting. I guess we'll have to try it out. Find out. Yes, we should try it out. Uh, so the next bullet point here is untouched by modern technology. A primal biome spreads throughout the island. At its center is the spire and the village that surrounds it. Lurking in the shadow of the spire, the wilderness has taken over the island's locations, like colossal crops and bony burbs. <laughs> if you venture to the edge of the primal biome, you'll find go- guardian spires protected by mysterious forces. Wildlife abounds on the island, ranging from prey like chickens to vicious predatory wolves. Hunt or tame wildlife to not only live off the land, but to gather materials for crafting. And though wolves may roam, the most fearsome predators have yet to hatch. Presumably dinosaurs are coming, I hope. But we'll see. Um, The zero point may not have destroyed the island, but some were preparing for that possibility. If you come across bunker chests, open them up for powerful weapons that can range from rare to legendary, like rocket launchers, as the season progresses. New advancements will arrive in the form of weapons and upgrades, like a new Chonkers tire set to let you tear it up off-road. Chonkers? Uh, Big Chonkers. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, this is... uh, It'll be interesting. I want to give this a shot. I want to try it out, see what it's all about. Um, Maybe at some point we can stream this uh, and play together and see what it's all about. I haven't looked at the Battle Pass yet, but I think uh, there's a Lara Croft skin in there. So I uh, nothing like the Mandalorian with the hype around that, uh, but definitely some cool stuff. Uh, I've seen some people here. I've seen some people on Twitter being real hyped about the Lara Croft skin. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know no if the Lara Croft skin is in the Battle Pass or if it's like a you know one that you have to buy. I think it's in the Battle. Pass. I think it's in the Battle Pass because I was seeing someone that's saying like, oh, I have to hit level 22 to get it or something. So it's not even. Oh, to, at least it's not level 100. Yeah, it's not level 100. Um, but it's cool because it's the Lara Croft skin, specifically from like the PS1 era. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Cool. Uh, and then there's Raven from Teen Titans, I believe. 
Oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, Raven from DC's Teen Titans just comes from Eurogamer. And Neymar Jr. Who is Neymar Jr.? Like, the soccer I'm pretty player? pretty sure Neymar is the soccer player, but... Well, I saw Neymar Jr., and it's like, is that also a soccer player? But also, it was like a wolf. So I'm like, is it an animal in the game? <laughs> What's more my missing? Oh, I saw that because in the Battle Pass thing, it's like just eyes, and it's like featuring Neymar Jr. I'm like, well, chill. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Okay, so Neymar Jr. is the is this is the player. Uh, soccer superstar Neymar Jr. is making his way to Fortnite. That's so weird. I'm. I don't know if it's a, just a skin or if just clothing items. I'm not entirely sure, but if you're oh, a football Lara, fan, uh, Lara Croft looks really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, realistically, since I got to level 100 last season, I've got enough Battle Pass monies, V Bucks, to uh, to go through and get this for free, essentially. So. Yeah, I'm sure. What is can. this? Oh, oh, this is Raven from uh, Teen Titans. I guess I'm watching the Battle Pass trailer. <laughs> um, definitely not nearly as cool as uh, having the Mandalorian, but I'm here for Lara Croft. Yeah. These it's chickens cool, look so confused. Cool oh my god, if you grab one of the chickens and jump off the ledge, you like float down to the ground like you do in Zelda. I was just going to say like in Zelda. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Well, you get the uh the cuckoos. Okay, yes. what do we got here? We got Lara Croft coming soon. Neymar Jr. I don't know why it's got these eyes. It's really annoying me. Yeah, like is uh, it can I show the skin? There is a whole like chicken man. It's like a chick and then it's got like an an egg hatch of an egg on his head and an egg of a hatch like a hatch of an egg on his uh a hatch of an egg region. not a hatch of an egg i don't know what i'm trying to say an egg shell? like the shell the egg shell like the <laughs> yes. bottom half is on his booty <laughs> yes yes and the yes. top half is on his head is that better yes i'm like a hatch of an egg what are you saying <laughs> i don't know what i was saying oh my goodness i'm tired i'm hungry uh, all right well I've then let's starved. talk about our our last uh our very very last bit thing here Yes. Uh, Fortnite Joy-Cons have been announced. They actually look kind of cool, except for, well, the colors are cool. The other design that's on them is not that cool. They're yellow and blue, and they look really nice. Um, this one comes directly from Nintendo's Twitter. Gear up in style with the Joy-Con Fortnite Fleece for Fleet Force bundle, available June 4th. Includes a uniquely designed yellow Joy-Con and blue Joy-Con, uh, 50 v for, sorry, 500 V-Bucks, and a download code for in-game cosmetics. Um, so it's not blue like the original uh, Joy-Cons are, so it's not like that lighter blue. It's like a dark like royal blue. Um, and the yellow one has the eyes of the, the banana skin, like, next to the home button, so it looks kind of cute on there. Um, and then the back of it has, like, uh, the Fortnite F logo and a little nana-nana logo. Um, I don't know, it looks pretty cute if, you, if you're if you a fan of Fortnite and... and so I'll give you a pro tip, Switch. ready? So if you're really interested in getting a new pair of Joy-Cons, and these interest you, mm -hmm. you can buy this, and I guarantee you, you could sell the code to somebody that wants it and offset your costs because there are people that religiously get these codes because they have like exclusive items or whatever yeah and like anytime there's an exclusive fortnite code like the real diehard fortnite fans really go crazy over these codes so um i'm sure you could find somebody that would probably give you 20 bucks for the code and that offsets your joy cons then your joy cons are only 60 dollars interesting but do i want fortnite themed joy cons i don't know about all that the colors are I nice mean, you could tell somebody that they're minion themed based on the yellow one. That's even worse. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that about wraps up episode 109 of What the Funcast. Any final last words? Uh, no. I um, there's a lot of cursed replies in this uh, <laughs> tweet? on this uh, on this Fortnite uh, Joy-Con thing. There's like, you know, the the like swole dog 
Oh my god, these memes are the worst. It's like the Swole Dog uh, meme, and it says Nintendo Wii. I was hit and dropped, uh, and it shows the Wiimote. It says I was hit and dropped several times while playing. I'm 12, 12 years old and still work fine. And then it's got the Bonked Dog, and it says Nintendo <laughs> Switch. I'm just three years old, and my Joy-Con drift goes burr. <laughs> so I hate stupid. this. I hate the people. But it's true. They're not. Uh, right. What what y'all should really do is save your money and get the Skyward Sword uh, Joy Cons. Yes, correct. Those look fantastic. All right, with that. Excuse me. Um, this has been episode what the fun episode what the fun cast. Oh my god, episode it's been episode what the fun cast of one hundred and nine. Exactly. <laughs> this has been episode one hundred and nine of what the fun cast. Uh, catch us on Twitch. Uh, you know, follow our Twitter. Join our Discord. I'm just trying to think. What are the other things? Buy a sweatshirt. Buy a sweatshirt. Buy a sweatshirt. Buy a mask. Right now. It's nice. Buy a mask. They're also nice. They're a little small, but they're nice. All right. This is Paul and Ahmed. The they are. This is Paul and Ahmed signing off. Peace.